From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Thursday, September 16th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Despite concerns from some of the Republicans that voted in favor of it, a new gerrymandered redistricting map was approved along party lines just before midnight last night, but that issue may not be settled. The maps give Republicans an advantage in the House and the Senate, and that may lead to a legal battle over the map's constitutionality. State House Bureau reporter Andy Chow explains why. You end up having these neighborhoods where you might be right next door to your neighbor and you're voting for two different state legislators. And what happens there is that people are content that this is not fair representation, and that's been the big selling point this whole time, is that the reforms were supposed to create fair districts and equal representation. This new commission was charged by a voter-approved constitutional amendment to draw maps under new guidelines to eliminate gerrymandering. House Minority Leader Amelia Strong-Sykes of Akron says she's not happy with the redrawn maps. The Democrats on this commission made it very clear that the maps that we saw yesterday were a non-starter, that we would not be supporting them. And any suggestion that we should be voting for them or that they are closer is a patently false statement. And State Auditor Keith Faber, a Republican member of the Redistricting Commission, expressed mixed feelings for the maps that he voted for. When you draw maps, sometimes you have to allocate disappointment. I will tell you there's some disappointment in my view as the way some of the counties are split in Northwest Ohio. That's just the way the cookie crumbles, some would say. But the reality is, compared to some of the other maps we've had a choice to go with, this map isn't that bad. Voter rights groups, including the League of Women Voters and Fair Districts Ohio, issued a statement about the maps saying, quote, Two Republicans who cast decisive votes on Wednesday, Secretary of State Frank LaRose and Governor Mike DeWine, both suggested the maps may be unconstitutional. Ohio's new rules require maps to be politically proportionate with recent vote results, end quote. Health leaders held a press conference this morning to warn the rise in COVID-19 cases is still putting a strain on hospitals, particularly on staff. Tracy Townsend has the story. The director of the Ohio Health Department, Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff, says, in fact, because of that stress, some hospitals are pushing elective surgeries to keep their beds open, but keep them staffed as well. Hospitals statewide have been sounding the alarm. Hospitals are being stretched toward capacity not only because of the high numbers of COVID-19 hospitalizations, but also as a result of staffing challenges. And he says more people could see hospitals pushing patients to other locations so you can get the care that you need. I'm Tracy Townsend. And of course, COVID-19 cases are still on the rise. Will Uick has an update on some of the big hospitals in Northeast Ohio. To put this in context of where we are here in Ohio, July 17th, the amount of COVID patients in our hospitals were just one in every 60 patients. That's now one in every six. Metro Health UH Cleveland Clinic and Akron Children's Hospital all say they're not to the point of worrying about capacity or turning folks away, but they all are seeing a rise in cases. In fact, Akron Children's Hospital says with 18 children yesterday, it marked their highest single day for children hospitalized with COVID-19 since the pandemic began. I'm Will Uick. The CDC reports about 9% of people experience long-term symptoms after COVID-19 infection. Brittany Bailey says Ohioans experiencing lingering symptoms have a new resource to help. The OSU Wexner Medical Center is stepping up to help with that. The hospital just opened a post-COVID recovery program for long haulers. Now, those patients have symptoms, including shortness of breath and fatigue, that last longer than four weeks. The program is designed to help patients by bringing together specialists in several 
fields and creating a personalized care plan. I'm Brittany Bailey. Just three weeks into the school year, there have been four instances in which a gun was brought onto Toledo Public Schools property. Kaylee Kirby has the story. The district's public safety director says it's very concerning. She says they are working on making things safer. Some of those measures include doing regular weapon searches in their schools, which are random, and using metal detectors more often in schools that have them. We don't use them currently every day, but that's something we are working on to increase that number of use. Kaylee Kirby in West Toledo. It's been nearly four months since 16-year-old Olivia Kurtz was shot and killed during a party at Bicentennial Park in Columbus. Lacey Crisp reports Columbus Police Chief Elaine Bryant announced a new effort yesterday to solve her murder. Olivia Kurtz was killed in the shooting that injured five other people all under the age of 20 at a party at Bicentennial Park just before midnight on May 22nd. The Columbus Division of Police and the FBI announced they're working together on her homicide and offering a $25,000 reward that there needs to be partnerships between the citizens of this great city and the police. Well, we need the citizens to uphold their end and come forward today. Columbus police say they think those involved in Kurt's homicide may also be involved in other park shootings. In Columbus, Lacey Crisp. A driver was killed when a large steel coil fell from a semi-trailer and struck an SUV on a highway in southwest Ohio. Angela Ann has the details. The accident on U.S. Route 127 north of Hamilton happened early yesterday morning. That's according to the Butler County Sheriff's Office. It wasn't immediately clear, though, what caused the coil to become unsecured and fall from the truck. It ended up in the opposite lane where it struck the SUV. The driver of that SUV died at the scene. No other injuries were reported, but the crash remains under investigation. Angela Ann, ONN News. Police in Northeast Ohio rescued a baby left alone in a hot car outside of a Lake County Walmart. More from Michael Kelly. Madison police estimate the five-month-old spent over two hours alone, locked in a vehicle with temps touching over 80 degrees on Sunday. Chief Matthew Byers says someone heard the child's cries and called 911 around 1 p.m. Fortunately, the front window was down and firefighters quickly examined the child. Passersby donated diapers, wipes, and Walmart a bottle with formula. The child's 33-year-old mother was found inside the store with no idea where her child was. Officers say she appeared to be impaired or on drugs or medication. Michael Kelly, ONN News. And authorities are warning about a scam targeting seniors that offers free genetic cancer screenings. But as Brittany Bailey reports, this is just one of several scams that Ohioans have been warned about. AARP is reporting scam artists may ask for and sell your Medicare number to other criminals or use it to file fraudulent claims. Authorities in Columbiana County say people there are getting a different fake Medicare call. They'll actually have the appropriate Medicare number and the name to go along with it, and they're telling them that they need a new card. It's important to remember Medicare never randomly calls looking for money or offering test kits. So if you do receive a call like that, you can just hang up. I'm Brittany Bailey. Special thanks to the State House News Bureau and affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.